Hi, I'm Louise Tryants, and in this RecTech Showdown, I talk with Nick Plavan of eTalent. Join us to find out all about his product and how it can really benefit your recruitment processes. Hello and welcome to the RecTech Showdown. Um, I am Louise Triants from UK Recruiter. Um, this is a series of shows that we're doing every week where I chat with um, different technology providers about their business and their offering and, and how it can work best for you as the recruiter. So each week I have a, a guest on who I um, give a bit of a grilling to. If you're watching this um, live, you're welcome to pop questions in the sidebar. If you're watching on Facebook Live, then obviously feel free to come over to here. Um, the the um, URL is, is in that link. If you're watching this on Catch Up, then I'm going to be uh, creating a blog post from this um, where you can um, get in touch with myself or my guest. So straight over to my guest. Nick, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, good morning everyone. Uh, my name is Nick Plavan. Um, I'm the founder and managing director of eTalent. Um, yeah, that, 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 that's it. Good work. And what I've done is I've um, put the link to your um, LinkedIn profile in the sidebar um, so that um, if people are watching now, they can click on that now. And like I said, I'll include it in the blog. So Nick, just in quite a brief way, because obviously I've got a load of questions for you, but in quite a brief way, can you just explain to me what eTalent actually is? Uh, eTalent uh, is, is a sort of strange mixture of, of things that is intended to make recruiting simpler. Uh, it's at, at heart of it, it's a psychometric tool that assesses people's soft skills, but around it, it's got built an applicant tracking system and also a behavioral profile. The whole thing is intended to make that whole recruitment process so much simpler and easier. Okay, okay. All right, so it's a psychometric and it's an ATS and it works to improve your recruitment process. Absolutely. It saves you huge amounts of time uh, and, and money because you don't spend time interviewing people who shouldn't be there. And it makes the shortlisting process uh, a doddle. Okay, and that was my next question was just for clarification. This is a product which is used at the um, the the. the the selection, the initial screening and selection part of the process, isn't it? Correct. Um, that, that's actually one of the unique parts of the product is that in most cases, psychometrics have always been used on pre-selected people, which meant that there had to be another sort of sifting process to identify who to, uh, to, who to test. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that often leads to throwing the baby out with the bathwater, as it were, because uh, if you're going to test somebody, well, why pre-select who you're going to test? Because potentially the people you're getting rid of are the best people. So okay, so we're that, testing everyone who we're testing everyone who falls into our application area. Absolutely. Okay, great. And what was it? And this is your business. You started it ten years ago. Is that right? That's right. Frightening yeah. to think of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what was it which prompted you to start the business? Well, uh, it, it was actually at the prompt of one of my clients uh, who had been using uh, psychometrics I've been supplying to them for a number of years. And they were getting to the point where they were saying to me, well, look, Nick, I'm very sorry, but we're going to have to stop doing this because we can't afford it. And, yeah. and the reason for that is that psychometrics have uh, 
traditionally been um, charged on a per head basis. Yeah. And, and, and I just felt that there was, here, there was a gap in the market here for something that could improve uh, the way people go about recruiting uh, and make it uh, cheaper and more affordable all round. Okay. And I'm going to come on to the pricing model a bit later, but, but that absolutely is an issue with using psychometrics, is if you use a product like um, the SHL OPQ, which is obviously quite a well-known sure. offering, you, you could be looking at £200 per candidate to, to run those assessments. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that just isn't, uh, isn't on, certainly not for frontline recruitment. Uh, and that particular client I mentioned, they they were recruiting people for uh, customer service and sales positions in stores, um, where it was relatively low low uh, wages, but the cost of recruiting people is astronomical for them. Okay, so this is a way that you can use the benefits of psychometric in a in high volume campaigns, in lower salary roles. So so anybody really. Absolutely. If, if you think about it, uh, the damage somebody who isn't suitable can do at the front line is far worse than, say, a marketing manager who, you know, over time you'll see they're doing something wrong, so you'll stop disasters happening. But if you've got somebody who is consistently rude to, to clients, you, you, you know, to customers in a store, you may not know about it until it's far too late and the damage has been done. Okay, and, and um, I want to talk about why this is a better prediction of success in a role, but we'll yeah. go on to that in a moment, because obviously that's what you're talking about. Sure. Um, but before we come on to that, who is actually the, the target person for this product? Because obviously we're, I'm talking to an audience of um, all different sorts of recruiters, and I think it's very useful with all of the offerings I talk about to kind of identify, you know, I guess there's a, there's a broad range of people who could use this, but where does it sit best? Which Who benefits the most from it? Um, I suppose uh, in-house recruiters are my target market. Uh, people who are recruiting constantly. Perhaps they're in industries where there is a natural churn, like hospitality, for example, or, or retail. And they're constantly having to recruit people. And by providing them with a, with a tool like eTalent, a, they can save the time and, and money in actually re recruiting people, but over time, they can uh, reduce their staff turnover because by recruiting better people, they will perform better, they'll be happier in the role, therefore they won't leave, and because they're performing better, they won't get fired either. So all of those things lead to a lower staff turnover rate. Uh, one of our clients has actually saved over £100,000 a year by reducing their staff turnover, uh, simply by using eTalent. But what sort of numbers of people were they hiring? I'm sorry? What sort of numbers? Um, quite, quite large numbers. Okay. Um, so you, obviously the situations you're talking about there are a direct hire, so a, a company's hiring for themselves. Can recruitment agencies use the offering or is it mostly for the in-house market? No, recruitment agencies can use it too, uh, and we, we've developed a, a way of, of integrating with the system that they use. So, yes, they can use it too, definitely. Okay. And I'm going to talk about integration later, actually, with the ATS and the CRM, so I might, I might come back to that. Um, 
I've seen that you've said something which I quite like, which is um, maybe a bit contentious, that CV sifting is worse than useless. So I'm guessing what you're saying there is it's it's not an effective predictor of, well, you tell me what you mean. Well, um, the, the, uh, well I'll, come, I'll come on to a study that has been done by Manchester Business School in a moment, but if you think about it, uh, a CV is a document that's produced by the candidate to make them look better. Uh, there's been plenty of research to show that uh, quite a lot of it is 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 not really accurate. Uh, but if you even if you put that to one side, the problem with CVs is that they concentrate on hard skills and they concentrate on past experience and so on. And the research that's been done by Manchester Business School identifies the fact that soft skills are a far better predictor of performance in a role and success in a role than anything that could be in a CV. So essentially, you spend a huge amount of time reading through information that is potentially dubious. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you're rejecting people that are actually a very good fit, but because they haven't quite put their CV together in the, in the way that most... Uh, uh, CV passing software accepts, you know, you just reject them. Uh, and, and all of that leads to a very poor uh, recruitment outcome. And unfortunately, it also, the reason it's worse than useless, because it takes so much time to actually do it. Okay, so what we're talking about here is that the, 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 the people are not, it's, it's impossible to put accurately what your soft skills are on a CV. And hiring managers aren't expecting to see that, but those soft skills are what is a better predictor of what's going to be the successful candidate. You, you, right? You've said it so much better than I could. <laughs> I summarised what you said. <laughs> so what, what, are, what sort of soft skills are we talking about? Okay, so we're talking about things like um, accountability, accommodation to other people, patience, uh, um, empathy, uh, work ethic. Uh, things that people can really relate to when it comes to frontline roles. Um, but recently, we've also developed a tool to uh, measure competences, which are a slightly different version of looking at soft skills for more senior roles, things like um, uh, delivering results or uh, strategic thinking uh, or uh, innovation and so on. In, in total, we've okay. got about 48 uh, of personality characteristics, i.e. soft skills, or competences that we can assess. And I think that, well, I think individuals may articulate on their CV, you know, I'm great with people or um, I can work without supervision, but that, that, you know, surely most of us would say that and it's very, a CV doesn't give us any guideline of whether that's right or wrong and an employer wouldn't necessarily know how to ask the right competency-based questions in a phone screen. So this is a way of of using the tool at the application point to get a, a firm analysis of where their soft skills lie. Is that right? It, 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 it is exactly that. Um, the, um, the, the CV is, is naturally intended to be a marketing document for the applicant. So they're going to put okay. the best foot forward in that, whether it's true or not. Whereas if you use something like uh, like eTalent, e uh, then you have a totally impartial view of the of the candidate, uh, and also from a, a legal standpoint, everyone goes through the same process, so the likelihood of bias is reduced. 
because you are you are you are assessing people on a on a, on a totally impartial common factor that everyone uh, has to has to go through. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So, what does the output look like? So, if if I've got a job for a frontline role and I get forty applicants, what do I see as the hiring manager? Well, uh, as as I think we said earlier on, uh, eTalent was developed from the outset to be a recruitment tool. So, we don't produce uh, a thirty-page report on anybody because if you've got fifty applicants, you don't want to read that. So, our output is almost exclusively uh, graphical uh, and uh, shown on a screen. So people are scored from zero to 100 on how closely they fit the pro profile of that particular role. Uh, incidentally, while we're on that, we, we do have a, a base number of roles that are fairly uh, constant throughout, but we also specifically design roles for clients uh, uh, you know, to, to match their precise requirements. So we, we create a role based on the soft skills that are judged to be important. Um, so, as I said, the output is is graphical. It's very simple to understand that the whole idea is that it should be easy and quick and simple. Um, and if you want further detail, you can delve into the, uh, uh, the, the, the their answers and identify exactly how well a candidate matches on each of the soft skills that, that you've identified as important. So, for example, you could have somebody who is higher up on accommodation, uh, diplomacy, and so on, but maybe they're also high on assertiveness. So you might say, well, they, they appear to be friendly, but if they're too assertive, they could potentially be aggressive. So during the interview, you might delve into that a bit further to gauge whether they are or they're not. So it's really a, a tool for the, for, the, for the recruiter to be able to make the best recruitment decision. Okay, that's pretty, that's going to bring me on to my next question, which is about how it's used in interview. So, fifty applicants, and I can see which um, meet the criteria the best, and I go forward maybe to a face-to-face -face interview with the the seven who are closest to my spec. So, for for a a job in a retail outlet, you've got a profile of what that would typically look, yeah. the right person would typically look like, and they and they can pick the seven which do meet that the closest. And then when they meet them face to face, how are they using that report? Well, uh, they using it alongside the CV as well. Well, the, 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 there's a, there's a bit that I, I forgot to mention because obviously soft skills by themselves are, aren't enough because that there will some you know be some experience that people will want. So right at the beginning of our process, there's also the ability to put in some pre-screening or killer questions. So that would get rid of those applicants who, who don't meet those minimum requirements. But the ones who do finally make it through to interview, there is a report that can be printed off, which goes into more depth in each particular factor that we're measuring. So it defines exactly what that looks like and also provides two uh, competency-based questions that have been designed by psychometricians and psychologists to, to help the interviewer see whether that, in fact, is what the applicant's like. Okay, so there's a there's guideline advice for the interviewer as to the right questions Correct. to ask to assess that competency or behaviour against what they're looking exactly. for. Okay, that's brilliant. So even less, less experienced um, hiring managers can get another advantage from using the tool. They can. Uh, and in fact, uh, the um, those reports are particularly helpful when you have um, line managers who aren't in, uh, experienced at interviewing at all, 
who are maybe then past the candidate from the HR people who say, right, well, what do you think of these guys? Well, here's a report that can help you with, with that process. Okay, and again, that takes bias out of the interview process because you're you're asking questions relating to the role, relating to their perceived skills, rather than questions which may be inappropriate. Uh, absolutely. How often have we heard that that you know that the interview is is yeah. is just a nice chat, and at the end of it, nobody really any any the wiser. No. And that brings you back to something you mentioned earlier, which was this survey, which was around um, the, 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 I think it's called, the, I, I want to share this image and I will do my blog. It's the predictive strength of selection criteria. So I want to um, actually include that in the blog post. And this is a, a graphic which shows um, what's a poor predictor up to a good predictor. Do you want to just talk us through what that is? Uh, sure. Um, well, as you can probably tell by my grey hair, I'm 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 not in the first flush of youth, and the good news is that age is a, is an extremely poor predictor, um, and uh, years of education also is is not very good. Years of job experience is pretty poor, uh, and then we go further up and we're getting better. An unstructured interview isn't very good. References start to become quite 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 good, and then assessment centres are, are are a very good way of doing it. But above that, and this is the thing that always uh, uh, surprises me, uh, personality tests by themselves are better than personality tests and assessment centres. Uh, and I think that's purely because you're bringing in the human element uh, in, into the equation. So if, you, if you're looking at a CV, all the information that's in the CV is in that sort of lower predictor range, uh, which, which makes me sort of constantly surprised at why it is that we're still using CVs quite in the way that we are. I mean, num number of times I look at companies as, as you know, potential uh, uh, clients of ours, and I look at their website, and all they say is, well, here's our job description, send us a CV and a covering letter. And I think, well, you've just given yourself a heap of work and not really much information. No, no, absolutely. So what? So the ideal situation is for you to use structured interviews, um, maybe some other assessment criteria like, um, I don't know, like these intra exercises which put you in the environment you're going to be in when you're in the workplace, taking up references, but using psychometric tests. Absolutely, is key. yeah predicting the successful outcome of a job seeker. Uh, absolutely. And, and actually, just to go back on the psychometric side of things, um, you know, we, we, we often use the word psychometrics as, as to mean everything, but there are different types of psychometrics. Um, some of you may have heard of uh, SHL. Well, they, they use uh, very robust psychometrics with the same ones that we, well, not the same ones, the same theories that we built ours on. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's based on a model of personality that's been accepted for, for, for years and years. Uh, but there's also something out there called behavioral profiling. Um, most companies don't use both, but we, we believe that both have a place uh, in the recruitment process. So whilst we use the big five model to identify uh, and predict the skills, sorry, predict the performance of a candidate in, in the workplace, Behavioral profiling is also very useful for onboarding, for cultural fit, for working in teams, for seeing whether the manager can actually cope with those particular types of people and whether they like the work environment in which they'll work. So 
you know, we, we, I hope I'm giving you an idea here of a tool that we've designed so that every part of it offers, uh, 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 answers a particular question in the recruitment process. And I think you just touched on something there, which is especially useful as well, is that when you've actually got this person and when you're onboarding them, some of this information you ascertain through the assessment, you can use when managing that individual. Absolutely. So, so a level of understanding you just couldn't get an interview alone can make a more successful outcome further down the road when you know why they behave, how they behave and how they prefer to be interacted with. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Okay, um, so Peter's asked a question in the sidebar, which um, I, I, we slightly touched on. I don't think I asked you in enough detail. So um, obviously you're saying that for some roles, there's a standard profile of what we're looking sure. for. What Peter's saying is that how does a recruiter profile a role, so maybe a different role, to highlight the soft skills required in the job in order to match the candidates? So if this was a situation where um, it wasn't one of the standard ones you've got, how would you work with that hiring manager? Well, the, the, what, what often happens is that we, we, we meet with them, we have a small workshop where we uh, look at the job in great detail, look at the factors that we measure, and then create a profile by mixing and matching the, the, the um, soft skills and the competences that we have uh, to, to, meet, to meet the requirements of that role. It, it's, it's a relatively straightforward uh, uh, process. Uh, we then maybe revisit that two or three months later to see how it's working, but to date it's it's always worked out pretty well. Um, you know, the, the psychometrics are not a precise art. You know, the, the, the ultimate decision has always got to come down to the hiring manager. This is a tool to identify the people with the best opportunity to be successful. Okay. And that's a that's such a valid point is that, that I mean, I've used psychometrics for 25 years now um, and occasionally I'm in a situation where the hiring manager will say yeah but I just like Sally better and there's nothing you can do about that and you know th there will still be situations where that's going to happen but what you're doing is you're trying to take that I just prefer her out of the equation. Well yes and uh, similar to, to your story I, I, I know quite a few entrepreneurs who try and recruit people just like themselves which is probably the worst possible thing they could do because they don't want people like themselves working below them um, they want people who have the skills to do that particular role not to be an entrepreneur but yeah. try and tell them that it's not really yeah. easy <laughs> no and i think that's the thing isn't it is that people who are coming to use your tool when they see the results they will realize the benefit of understanding the profile of who they need to hire and then properly matching to that. So, I, you know, I, I can see that over time, you would become more and more committed to this as you see the results. Absolutely. And uh, and that, that's what's happening with our clients all the time. Um, one, one of the problems we, we have had is is that some, some, precisely going back to what you said, is that some people don't, you know, just make their decision because they like somebody. Uh, yeah. and, and, and more and more of our clients are now saying to their recruitment manager, look, you have to use the tool because if you don't, there's no point in, in, in doing this at all. No, no, totally. Okay, so um, I've got a load more questions I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. um, I know we've probably touched on some of this, but what are the most important benefits of using eTalent? Um, you, you've got me there. Um, well, I suppose it, it, makes, uh, it makes the 
process of, of identifying the best candidates from 50 or 60 that are applied very, very straightforward. It identifies the skills that they have and how they will match against the role that you are uh, recruiting for. Uh, and then there's also the applicant tracking side of, of, of the tool, which helps you guide them through the process and know exactly which one is, um, how to com communicates with them for you, um, and, and identifies those people who at the interview will, will prove to be the most successful so that you do not waste your time uh, talking to people who really shouldn't be there. Okay, um, that's a good answer that one. Um, we, at the start you said, about it being a psychometric and an ATS, and you just touched on that again now. But what about when you have a new partner you're working with who has an ATS already, very committed to it, or a recruitment agency who have a CRM? Can they still use the product? Yeah, yes, they can. Uh, this is one of the things that we identified in the last six months or so as being quite important to us. So we are uh, uh, we, we are working at the moment, and and have got. You know, we've got something working already that integrates with uh, with with two or three ATSs. Uh, a common theme seems to be emerging, so that the others should not be an issue to do to to do that with. Um, okay. It's a fairly straightforward way of because we we don't produce lengthy reports. It, it's not a difficult thing to do. Okay, great. Um, Next question. Well, actually, you just said that about planning that more for the future. Is there any other improvements or things that you're adding to the product that you want to tell us about, which are maybe are not visible now, but which are coming up? Yes. Um, one of the things we're working on is to introduce video interviewing. Um, so that's at the moment we're thinking of two versions of it. One is where the applicant can have sort of 30 seconds um, to, to tell to tell you about themselves as part of the application process and the second version would be of actually asking them five or six questions that the applicant and, and has to uh, reply on on video uh, and that again is intended to save you time uh, you know if you see them uh, performing to to you and answering the questions that you want answered and they could be competency-based questions they don't have to be you know, very straightforward ones. There could be something where they, they have to think. Um, that will give you an idea if they'll work out or not. And therefore, even lower, even the, um, f lower further the uh, chance of making their recruitment mistake. Yeah. And I think that now more and more applicants are very happy to complete video interviews. I know when I first started speaking to um, people about using video technology um, as part of the interview process, it, there was a real fear that it would put off uh, job seekers or that it was discriminatory or that job seekers of a certain age just wouldn't fancy it. And I think that now, right now, that is just not a concern. Um, people are expecting to do things like video interviewing as part of the recruitment process. Yes, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think the time for that has come. It's been around for a number of years, but now I think it's really coming into its own. Yeah, no, great feature to be adding in like that. Um, now, you exhibited at the in-house um, expo two weeks ago now. Right. Um, were there any recurring themes or questions that you had from visitors, which people watching this or this show or listening to this show might be thinking themselves? Well, it, it won't surprise you to know that being in the psychometrics <laughs> business, that is something that uh, that we found very interesting this year. The number of people who are coming specifically to us and saying, ah, you're on our list because of the psychometrics. It's something we've been thinking of adding. And that's quite uh, different from 
past years where, yes, people have been interested and they've sort of said, oh, well, hmm, tell me about it. But this year they've really shown a great deal of interest. And it wasn't just smallish companies. It was quite large companies that have been very, very interested in it. Um, and another, obviously, recurring theme, because they are large companies, has been this integration with their existing ATSs. So both, both of the things have been, uh, 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 have been uh, uh, recurring. Finally, some of the exhibitors have also found that they've been asked for psychometrics. And so they've been coming to us as well and saying, well, how can we integrate our product into your product into what you into what we do? And um, so that, that's good news for us, too. I, I, I do think that more re recruitment departments or agencies um, want an offering, want to use something which is kind of integrated that, that um, being able to have everything in one place and to send that candidate through a process from the very start of the, when they interact with them through to, you know, that the hiring point is quite attractive to them. So that, that ability of yours to be able to integrate the ATS and having conversations with other vendors, I think that doesn't surprise me at all that people are having those conversations with you. Um, and especially a business like yours, which is well established and, and you know, has a strong um, profile and success rate, I can see why that would be quite attractive. So let, let us know how that goes and, and what those partnerships are. And I will include those on, on okay. the blog as well. Um, okay, so um, a couple more questions. I always ask everybody this. Actually, I'm pretty sure you've answered it one way or another. But what makes you unique? Um, I think what makes us unique is uh, is, is both the fact that we've uh, developed psychometrics primarily for frontline recruitment, and also our pricing model. Uh, one one of the problems that we one one of the reasons we set up the business is because uh, if people are using psychometrics in, in the in the sort of traditional way they've effectively been signing an open check because they don't know how many people are going to apply. So our um, pricing model is very much flat fee. Flat fee model, you know exactly what you're in for at the beginning of, uh, uh, of, of, of the year. And that will, that will be the same for the whole year. So it's, 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 um, you, you know exactly what you're in for and, um, and people like that. Okay, and that's unlimited candidates? And unlimited Un jobs, yeah jobs and unlimited number of users within the firm uh, absolutely that, that that's a that's a concept uh, developed by the software industry uh, something about users <laughs> I, I don't get it you know no no absolutely okay and that's the link i've just put there is um is to the pricing page which is incredibly clear so there's there's the three basic prices um, and it's a nice little graphic which people can look at and understand. Okay, so um, we're about to go over our time, which is not like me. Um, but uh, my final question is, how do people get a demo? Can they do the test themselves? Do you show them example candidate? How does it work, Nick? If they'd like to get in touch with us, uh, we can probably set up a demo for them where they can try the system out. Uh, we'll create the right role for them and they can apply for it, if you like, and then see the results. Uh, or, or we can give them a demo on Skype. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're quite flexible on that. Okay, brilliant. So they can see how it would work both as the hiring manager and as a job seeker. Absolutely. Uh, it works from both sides. That's of right, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Okay, 
Well, this is superb. I think you've got a fabulous um, product and Thank I can you. see why um, people have such a success in using it. Um, and like I've said, I will turn this into a blog post where this uh, video will be embedded. Um, if you're listening later on the podcast, then that's great because that's what we'll be doing with this. Um, and if you want to get in touch with Nick, I've shared his um, LinkedIn details and the website is etalent.net. Um, I am back next week with a different show, the completely different um, technology, back on um, Thursday next week. Um, so thank you very much for joining me, and I will um, speak to everyone again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you want to hear more from UK Recruiter and Recruiter Zone, go to the blog section on our website, ukrecruiter.co.uk.